I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, friends. Oh, hi there. Oh, it's the best sound that anyone's ever heard. Hi. Welcome to the Top Chef All-Star Season 17 After Show. We are your hosts. I'm Ann Walls-Gordon. I'm Dave Gordon. He's busy because he's, pardon me, Mawines. Um, Mawines says, welcome to the SHIT show. But really, it's a show about chefing. We sure. are, we're, how do you explain it? What's a, what's a taste of the Gordons? Taste of the Gordons. Well, we're, we're, we're two. There's two of us. There's two of us, yes. We are, we are food aficionados. We are human beings who need to consume food. But really, we are top chef super fans. And we, we love are, to talk about food. We're nerds. As much as we love eating food, we love to talk about it more. I agree. I, well, we have two <laughs> small children, so we don't have time to cook food anymore. So we actually just like microwave things and talk about nice food we used to make and food we used to eat when we go out. And so Top Chef is us living vicariously through all of that. They say you eat with your eyes first. Which is true. So, Mostly only our eyes at this point. Let's talk about our level of nerdiness about Top Chef. Sure. So I, well, I'm trying to think how, when I, I don't think I started at season one. I think I started at season, I want to say three, like the Miami time, but you, I feel like watched all of them. I've, I've, been, I've been through all 16 seasons. I, I watched from episode right. one. I spent my childhood watching cooking shows on PBS. Like, remember Lydia Bastianich? Literally every, every cooking show he has watched. And the same way that people seek out Top Chef restaurants now, I used to go to their restaurants back in the 1980s. So Dave grew up in New York. I grew up in LA. We did not have Top Chef restaurants well, or we any had, fancy restaurants. We had one, Faye so Lydia. And Faye it's still, Lydia? What, Faye, is, what does Faye mean? Um, I, in Spanish, Faye so, is no, it's Italian. unattractive. Oh, no, I know. It's quite saying. the opposite in Italian. It's very beautiful. Lydia. Harmonious. So Dave has a literal encyclopedic knowledge of all cooking shows, Rick Bayless, Ming Ken Cook, all those things. Sure, of course. I'm, I'm very bad with names, but I have a very, very good memory. <laughs> Dave's very bad with names. This will come up later yeah. when we talk about the winners and the losers of this first episode of Top Chef All-Star Season 17. Just laying the groundwork now. I feel like I need to confess something, which is that um, food aficionado, sure, am the worst because, not the worst, but need to couch my food intake is uh, I'm a mostly gluten-free pescatarian, which is mostly a nightmare for us at restaurants. Yeah, I, I ate everything before we met, and now I, too, am a <laughs> gluten-free pescatarian. You, like, you eat bread. I, oh, and we're making sourdough bread. That's the loophole. So we'll update you next episode on how our sourdough bread is going. I know that's why we really are all here, is not to hear about the show, but really to hear about our sourdough bread. Yeah, our starter is starting. And, right. you know, by the time the next episode airs, we will have made several loaves of tester bread. And so, as you will see, it's, it's quite a lot to look at. It's very impressive. It's kind of like a funky science experiment, but this is sourdough bread starter. The sourdough starter is from the Oregon Trail. I got it from a strange man that you just send him an envelope and he sends you this. We might die. We're not sure. The we're point talking, is... We're talking 1860s here, so... Yeah, it's fine. If there's dysentery in it, it's almost too timely. Anyway, okay, let's talk about the show. First, we want to do a little shout out to ourselves. Please subscribe to the channel. Please give the video five stars. Please give it a thumbs up. Comment on iTunes. Just give us the love. If you want to do some chat, we have a live chat going um, at YouTube next to the Daily Deal. What's it? The video is called? Please that. Okay, so we have a little bit of a kind of structure to the show, a flow, if you will, a, uh, a menu. Sure, I mean, you discuss. I think we should start with the cheers. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna course, we're gonna course the show for you. You just sit back, but we'll start with the cheers. Thank you. Yeah. This one is a. Let me tell you, it's really good. It's a Vigna Alberti. I'm glad it's good because we have six bottles. Yeah, in. it is good. We, we received an entire box. We're not sure why. It's very jammy. It is. It's very fruity. So fruit it's bar. it's a Spanish situation. Mm. I don't know if I've ever really have I had a Rioja. Sure. I like I, it. I would say yes. I feel like it's like a, it's would, a heavier wine. I would say pre-children, you had everything at least one time. So with our wine, we have a cheese course. Which we're not going to tell our children that we ate their but cheese they've course. they've got like a nice prosciutto happening. So we're going to get into this. Okay. So what we'd like to call this first section is the taste of the episode. What dish does this first episode of Top Chef All-Star Season 17 what dish does this episode remind you of and why? I'm going to say something along the lines of a, a stew, maybe a gumbo. 
A gumbo. Yeah. Why? Just throw a bunch of stuff in there and sort of <laughs> let it stew. Well, yeah. I feel like that's how every first episode of Tough Sure. Feels, there's a lot. Right? There's a lot to. But follow. you know who's in this. Yeah. So the nice benefit of doing a, an all star season is we we've, we've been with these contestants before. But some of them are deep cuts. Some but, of them are yes. like, who are you? Some, so, it's not because they look. I mean, some of them look different. Some of them. Some of them do look different. Yeah. Some of them first appeared on the show in 2009 and haven't been back yeah. until 2020. Knows the year the show started. Everyone. Yes. And so. Even though we, they are familiar faces, and many of them we have followed their careers since they first appeared on the show. A lot of them are we're meeting them again for the first time, and so you're throwing a lot of different personalities, a lot of different cooking styles, all into the mix. All yeah. The Do you well? And I think with the time passage, a lot of them have. Well, we'll get to that. A lot of them have things to prove, but a lot of them also have really changed as chefs sure. from the beginning. Do you feel like you remember everyone? Are there a couple of people that you're like, who that? There were like that, there sure. were a few people that I yeah. had to go back and look up. Yeah, everyone's face I recognized to a large to a degree. Some of them and changed that one so much. Girl, Lisa. She. Oh, looked, but then I recognized her in the flashback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but after doing a little bit of research, I was able to put myself back in, into that time and remember all of them. <laughs> Where was I? And taste their food. Ugh. Well, speaking of taste their food, I do feel like we should come clean about something. A little. What is it? Well, a thing about the season. About me. Oh, sure. So, well, you know what? Let me back it up one more thing. One more step before that. To just fill in the rest of the super fanness, Dave has watched every single episode I've watched religiously for a long time. And then we, to cement our nerd status, we do a Top Chef Fantasy League every year. So it's sometimes it's with a couple, like a couple of our friends. I've done it with like a bigger group, which is too many. Because when you, when you divide up the teams, you only get basically like two chefs. And it's like two not or three chefs and it's just not... It's not fun. And we played with the scoring. We've done this stuff where it's like very specific, like every single quick fire has different points and the winner has points. You get survivor points and that kind of like cumulativeness. But we are lazy again because we're parents of small children. So we just basically each draft. We did this with Katie Nalden too. When we would we did. shout out to Katie Nalden. I'll just send them the link <laughs> later. We would just do whoever wins wins. Because we did points for a while. Yeah, we've, we've experimented with the format quite a bit. But the point is yeah. we've been doing it for seven, eight, nine seasons at this point. But there's a reason that we can't do the Fantasy League this year. And that reason is, well, we can do it later in the season. Yeah. The reason is, I, sorry, I have something in my eye because, you know, I've committed to this cat eye. The reason is I was on an episode this season. <laughs> it was my true dream, realized. The long story, very short, is, uh, well, I'm part of this like mom group and we went on this cool weekend retreat in Lake Arrowhead in California, up in the mountains. And as they were planning the retreat, some of the moms who were kind of like spearheading everything, they got a call from the Top Chef producers who had already wanted to do an episode up in the mountains. And they realized there was going to be how many, 300, 250 moms. Uh, 250 moms left, 250 dads and... Somewhere between 500 <laughs> and 600 children alone. <laughs> and everyone lived to tell the tale. You were barely hanging out when I came home. It was very cute. Point is, the I, we're trying to figure this out because we were watching the first episode and I was trying to figure out who, who it was. But I mean, I know who it was, but how many? I think there was seven or eight of them. We think, I think there, there was, was eight. eight. Eight or nine. Eight, yeah. Eight. There wasn't. Yeah. Anyway, I got to eat Top Chef food. It was... We've eaten Top Chef food and that we, part of our prize for winning Top Chef Fantasy League with our friends when we were in New York and now is the other person has to pay and you go to a Top the Chef restaurant. The loser pays for the winner Yeah, to so, go eat at a Top Chef restaurant. Which in LA and New York, we're stoked because there's a ton. So that's amazing. So they cooked breakfast for us. So what that means is that for these first, call it five episodes, I'm just a pain in the tuchus because I know stuff. We don't know the know stuff. we don't know the order, of course, that the players went out, but mm -hmm. we do know who will make it to at least that episode. To be clear, though, we're not here. This is a retrospective show in terms of when we make guesses about next week, which we'll do at the end of the show. We're never going to be like, oh, you know, who's going to definitely leave? It was this person. We're never going to do that. We're not going to like. We want you to like the show, but then I just have to be slightly, probably off-putting, and smoke yeah. that I know. Well, you should Some be smoke. You Sorry, guys. You ate. In one sitting. It was breakfast. A breakfast prepared by eight Top Chef It was prepared. All like, stars. This was like a camp for adults, which is your dream. It, it Dave's, was, yeah. Dave's love of camp is. It was a camp for adults. Not comfortable beds. Neither here nor there. Food was very bad, actually. But they kept breakfast, but I think their whole, their like hardship 
like how in this episode they had to cook just on the beach willy-nilly with fire and we can get into how that worked for some people and did not work for some people theirs was they had to cook in like a pretty shitey like camp mass like they served us at the like you know tray buffet it's, it's I mean, not a well it's not a well-stocked pantry you're working with very very yeah you know in, yeah uh what's what's the word what's not it industrial but like when they make food for like it was uh, an industrial kitchen yeah but That's like fair. um there's a word i'm looking for at like a dining hall or like hospital food it's like a institutional institution like you're looking yes. at an institutional kitchen that can can't say like that so let's let's get into the recap. We're not going to do every single thing that happened because y'all watched it. We want to talk about it. We're going to have things to say. We so have opinions and feelings. We have opinions and feelings. So the way we're kind of going to do this is let's start with the appetizer course. So the first part of the show recap. So I think that that is the quick fire. Sure, of but course. it also is quick takes on you know who's who's back. What's the tea? Who's got baggage? Who's here to prove something? They're all here to prove something. Right. Who's got a chip on their shoulder? Yeah. Who's coming in because they've, they've made themselves a celebrity chef over the last couple of years and everyone's got it for them. For sure. Because sure. you've got like a Brian Moltaggio, pretty much everyone in this world knows who he everyone is. Everyone is treating him in the first episode like yeah. he is the celebrity. Like for he's sure. reached the level of yeah. the Tom Colicchio, which he hasn't, but he is very good. Where does his restaurant even? Not like, I mean, he's a restaurant, but like. I don't know. Does he, he have a, a couple? Uh, we have been to Inc. Michael Moltaggio's restaurant, which is now not even open anymore. I don't think. Good I think so. Yeah. He's probably working on his next next. He definitely lives in our neighborhood. Yeah, I haven't seen him, but I, see him in I believe you. He goes to the juice shop. We've just outed him. Um here's what I think. They've got a James Beard winner. Sure. Remind me who it was? Pinky. Uh Karen. Karen. Yes. We have Karen. names for people. Yes. Um, they've got multiple James Beard nominees. And that just for chefs is like, here's my just yeah, lay that down. That, yeah, that's that. That's the big deal because it's, um, James Beard is a little bit more legitimate, at least in my eyes, than some of the other awards that are out there and, and getting Michelin stars. You um, think James Beard is more? Yeah, they really? use they use different criteria. They're looking for different things. They're not looking for like stuffy, haughty, haughty type of restaurants. Is James Beard alive? He's got a foundation, and, <laughs> and I, which could go either way, right? And I don't know if he ever makes appearances there. Fair. Yeah. I think if we're going to talk about, so I was trying to think of like, who are the dark horses? And I, sure. I stand Nini, but I've yeah. learned my, I've learned my lesson. I stand her. She was on my fantasy team last, last season. I believe it was last season. Yeah. No, I don't <sighs> think she was in Louisville. I think it was the season before that within the last Well, I'm seasons. still burned. Yeah. Much like she, Leanne's, Leanne's fish, Leanne's fish, I am burned. Yeah. She came, she you came out on that. fire. And, uh, she, she did. She, she started really strong. Very, very but, quickly. But I think what's it, she's getting an interesting edit because they're basically, the way that she is talking and the number of bites that, did I mention that I make TV for a living? I should probably talk about that too. Sure. It's oh, interesting to me. I forgot. Well, I just thought, <laughs> yes. Uh, I produce reality TV for a living and also branded digital content and I'm a writer, producer, director. Want to say your job? Sure. If it's interesting to anyone, I do market research. <laughs> In entertainment. Uh, market research. Okay, but cool. he does like the movie screenings where you're like, what did you think of the movie? Who did you like? Blah, blah, blah. And he also like, we both work in entertainment, but he is this digital side of it and understands numbers. Numbers. And I do the words. Same yeah. industry though. So sure. we look at things very differently because I've come at them from one way, he comes at them from a actually rational way. Uh, the point was, Amy burned. Yeah, she, they're, they're, they're giving oh, her a lot of screen time the, right off the bat. The she has a delightful her. personality. Let's she does. I agree. And I think yeah. the bites they're giving her, though, the, her edit is basically like, I'm just so glad to be here. I'm just so, I can't believe I'm here. There's so many famous chefs here. Like, they always have someone who does that. Sure. Like she's, she's like uh, the young kind of like. Yeah, the dough and headlights. And, and, and all of a sudden, she's going to come and surprise. The dough and headlights? What's the expression? Deer? I mean, a dough is a female they're the, deer. They're the same. A I thought she meant like pizza dough and headlights. Like, whoa! That would have. No, but it would be a soft. Never had would, time for a food fun fun top chef. That's like, the car would be yeah. very, when it hit you, it would just gently roll over you. It's your pizza dough. Sure. So it'd be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. We have to make those pizza dough breadsticks from the Highlights. That's where our recipes come from now. Highlights <laughs> magazine. Shoot us. So I feel like Mimi could be a dark horse, but I actually realize no, she can't. <laughs> She's too nervous. I think she, I still say Angelo because Angelo was my dark horse. Angelo got me yeah, I, a lot of points. From what I remember, and I, I believe this is actually nice Angelo's too. second appearance on an all-star. Is he was mm. just very inconsistent. His top dishes 
will rival oh, any top dishes yeah, yeah. you'll see over the course of the entire series. But he That's how people are sometimes. You have the like solid solid yeah, solid and you, and you make have, one mistake and go home and then you have what's happening. Yeah, you have those roller coasters and there's yeah. at least three or four of those people I think that we have so far in this season. But Angelo to me is the one that stands out the most who any given week can be at the top or at the bottom, yeah. never surprised. You know who else was on another all-star was Jen. Yeah. Yeah. Jen. She's not my favorite. She's not I'll my leave it favorite. At that. She does talk like Renee Zellweger, but there's, she's just kind of a wine bucket. Yeah, there's something about the producer, something about her the producers like. They brought her back multiple times. This is her oh, second wow. All-Stars. She's but they've also given her weird excuses to come back to the last chance but kitchen like, to get back oh, in. Oh yeah, but she doesn't like judge. They bring the good ones back to judge. They bring the winners. Usually it's the winners so, in like, and the ones solid. that yeah, or the ones that start a restaurant or, you know, go on to big things after they leave. Yeah. That's not her. No. Yeah. But they it's weird because like her expertise, I don't know, seems like she'd be better. Or she doesn't match she doesn't she match works, her expertise. She works um at uh, Eric Repair's restaurant, right. Bernadette. Is, is that just like which, all you need? Like once you do that, you're set? If you work there for a long enough period of time, which they, they indicate that she did, yeah. that's usually enough to say oh, that I she see. has her bona fides yeah, yeah, yeah. and that she is legit. Who knows what she was doing there though? I mean, uh-huh. based on what I can tell from her cooking, Complaining, I think. it might not it's have actually been chefing. She, she might have been doing something a little bit, you know, in a different part of the restaurant. You were, sweep- <laughs> you were sweeping. <laughs> oh, you were. <laughs> Okay, sorry. So, quick fire. Sure. I mean, they didn't go too deep in the like imagination bucket to come up with the mise en place quick fire. No, I mean, they do that fine. every episode. They've all excuse me, they do done it every season, if right. not almost every season, and it's entertaining to watch. It tells you very little. And they even yeah, I agree. They sort of joked a little bit about it when when Tom said that they're yeah. you know it seems like they're out of the prep kitchen because they're all doing such a you know poor job and they're such poor class chefs. To wit, one of them said, <clears throat> I believe it was Eric. I got people for that, yeah. like pretty snobby. Oh, I believe that was uh, Kevin. Oh, it was, it was yeah, Kevin. Yeah, it was Kevin and he- <laughs> Who's Eric? Oh, I've got your name disease. Oh God. oh God. I like how like Brian Voltaggio was Eric. Oh yeah, Eric. Brian Voltaggio was Eric's, a judge on his episode. Yes. On his, maybe the one he went out? No, that was when he no, made I the fancy so. stew. He, he did, did, he did very well, actually. It was a well-received dish. <clears throat> so the mise en place thing, yeah. It, you know yeah. what's good about it? You're like, okay, I'm back. Top Chef is back. They're doing this thing. They're making tiny oranges into tiny oranges. They're doing stuff with almonds. Jen is trying to crack an almond with the... It's fun that they put them in a position where they're they're on Outside. a team right away. No, on a team right away. And they right away, yeah, that's big true. egos, big personalities, yeah, different styles, and they all have to work together right away. Does it really matter? Nah. Yeah. They just, they don't really get that much of an advantage. There was... No Rebel Without a Cause reference or La La Land reference to shooting at Griffith Observatory. There's actually no reason they were really there. It's a nice opening shot It's when they're at fair. the observatory. Yeah, this is all fair. What I didn't notice was whether or not Padma was standing on her little mat. Oh my God, you guys. Because there's a lot of dirt in that particular. We, we sometimes hike there, it's so we in, know the area it's well. It's in the kitchen usually. So you might notice we think Padma is a lot. <laughs> She's a lot. She has a whole, we're doing a whole segment about her best singers of the episode. And there's so many to choose from always. She's just like a lot and a bit priss and that's fine. But (laughs) check it out. Every time they're in the kitchen, which, oh yeah, she was, they did talk. And oh no, they're always outside this episode. They were in the kitchen for like a hot minute. Yeah. Anyway, the point is she stands on a mat like a special, like I've been cooking all for 12 hours and I need to have like an ergonomic thick mat to stand on. But they always catch it in the wide shots. So it looks insane because only she is standing on a mat and there's like a guest next to her, like Kelly Clarkson's just like, okay, why don't I get a mat? Maybe she has bad lower lumbar. Then don't wear heels. But they don't explain it, so it looks silly. Point is, there's going to be some Padma shade. Padma. Padma. I'm like calling her Padma. I'm going to call her Padma. Fine. Um, Ms. and Plas happened, they, they split up into teams. Which, fine. There was a uh, issue with premature ejaculation by most of the males. Sure. Most of the males were Seems check, like it was a problem check. for most of them. Seems like the artichokes really made yeah. them artichoke. I will say as, as, a, as an amateur chef. You're, he's a very amazing good chef. He is, I call him a saucier. He makes amazing everything, but like soups and every kind of sauce, dressing, anything like that, insane. Like he makes homemade everything, ranch dressing. He makes ranch. I'm spoiled. I was spoiled before children. Store-bought dressing is not very good. And soup and salad dressing and tomato sauce. Sure. But the point is that artichokes are a difficult ingredient to work with, even in the best of circumstances. We just had a not great time with artichokes. Sure, no. Okay, fine. 
doing the um, what do you call it? What they did to the orange? Not segmenting. Yeah, that's uh... whatever they did. To, no, there was like a, a fancy name. The orange thing, whatever. The winners were the red team, meaning you know they finished first. So that was a good team. That was Joe, Melissa, Brian, and Kevin. Kevin, sure. who that? Kevin, I remember Kevin. He was with us maybe three or four seasons ago. I want to say it was one of the southern when we were seasons. Yeah, I, I and also so. Mary. Okay. Yeah, I think certainly we knew each other. He might have been no, it wasn't that recent. It might have oh. been Dallas. He's a meat guy. He's a uh, guy that loves that. meat. If I remember correctly, you're a guy that loves meat. Yeah, I'm a guy that loves meat too. If I remember correctly, he has like all the pig tattoos with the different parts of the body, mm. indicating the, the loin and the belly, and, looks the, and the shoulder and all of those things. He, I think, he shaved his head because he's balding. Um, <laughs> the way you said Uncle Jesse, <laughs> mm-hmm. he he did lose some weight, and he has a nice. His beard is. Is more manicure than it was when he was on the season initially. It's really the pig tattoo that made me remember. That's yeah. what makes me remember yeah. him. Okay, so that's like a solid team. Really into Melissa. Yeah, she's outstanding. She, I mean, I don't know, is it time? We're not going to talk about our dark horses now, but. Well, you, if you want to. But to me, she is the dark horse for this she's season. She's it. I will be surprised if she's not in the finals. I have a white horse, but actually it's a pink horse and her name is Karen. Sure. She came to win. She came to yeah. win. I Karen think- was highly underrated. We discussed this. Yeah, we talked Highly about this. Highly underrated. Or talked, she had like a weird going off. Like when she went out, it was weird. Every season, they do a, a disservice to one of the one of the chefs where they, totally. they string you along and make you feel they're not very good. And then they oh, get to the finals. Like an edit disservice. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you're saying, I don't believe this person's very good. You've shown me they're very average the entire season. And then there's sometimes on the opposite end of the spectrum yeah. where someone is like a really great chef and you never... They never do them justice and really explain just how good they're. Do you food mean is. that like they get a like they're kind of in the middle and then all of a sudden they win? You're like, how did this person win? Yeah, sometimes that happens, Surely. but sometimes they're just very, very talented chefs. Yeah, and they just don't get the edit that you know mm-hmm. where they show them just how good they are. Well, this is you know episode one. Did, Go ahead. Sure, she did very well, Karen, in her season. Yeah, um, but you still never thought she was that good because they never did her the justice of saying just how delicious her food was. But they I clearly thought it was because she got so far. And this is also episode one is man. There's 15 people. No one really gets enough time. They did spend a lot of time with Mr. Malarkey's Malarkey and all of his sound bites. I think only truly we can get to this at the end. I feel like they're setting him up to be a villain. Quite possibly. He's definitely the most seemingly in the edit antagonistic person of this episode. He's also going to be the person who thinks perhaps more highly of himself than what his skills would actually indicate. Yeah, he seems like a bit of a hack. Perhaps it seems like his his restaurants are ones that I probably wouldn't be interested in eating at just based on the name alone. What's the name of it? Um, What's like fire? Urban Wood. Yes. Okay. So now we get to the teams have all been divided. They go. They're ready to cook in the kitchen. The way they stagger them isn't really that different, right? And they cook different dishes. All artichokes, all almonds, all oranges. Uh, again, happy to be back. Ah, sure. There was two. There was two temporas. Artichoke crudo. The tempura was a whole to-do, and this is where we come to Padma's third-degree burn, number one, which is, now, is this how you wanted the tempura cooked? You you know she knows that, no, they didn't want that. So, like, the way she asks is, like, from the bitchiest point of view possible. You understand they're not cooking in the ideal circumstances. Nope. Doughy, dry and chewy. The Padma <laughs> story. I believe that's what she said about the tortellini. Tortellini, tortellini. She complained, yeah. She, and yet, she know, like, and yet he was on the winning team. I know that sometimes they also just like pull complaints out, but she likes to really complain. So uh, that happened. The red team won. Meaning, what happens that they won? What did they get? They got a little, a little extra bonus. Do you recall what it was? Well, we move on to the main course, which is the elimination challenge, and the bonus is they each got to be a team captain and pick their sorry table pick the rest of their team for the big elimination challenge, which was a seafood feast with fire. Cooked on the beach. Nothing else, just fire. Just fire, no electricity. They were big grills at least. They had utensils, they they had use of both hands. I believe there were times when they maybe perhaps were not allowed to do that. That we've seen ones where there's no knives. There's been no knives, so they gave them the full use of utensils. I mean, Malarkey gets the bite. Oh, I'm like a caveman, I don't even like electricity. Like, yes you do. How'd you charge your phone? All of human history, no electricity. They exactly. always had to cook. So here's the lineup, and this is just a partial lineup. I should Wikipedia properly. The lineup of who were the judges for this episode in terms of who was 
left. Who were the, hello, the internet? Who were the people that were actually watching? This was uh, a who's who. Nancy Silverton, Marcus Samuelson, M Michael Kant, Michael what? Chira, Chima Rusti. Oh, is that the guy from Providence? Maybe. We're so educational, sorry guys. I will say this. I am, Isaiah I agree. Suchin, Suzanne I agree Noin, LA. Jeremiah Tower. So there is a lot of LA cooking royalty. And there will be because there And there will here. continue to be yeah. a lot of LA royalty. I've only been in LA for just over a year. I've been here for years, minus seven years in New York. So I am, I am trying to get up to speed. Every Wednesday, we take our two children out to one of the fanciest restaurants in the city to expose them to some of them. We don't actually. <laughs> With whom do you do that? I thought you were going to say that like Hugo's burrito stand is yeah, the fancy. Exactly. We get Amex points. It's a long story. We go to places we get Amex points. Um, okay. So they had to create a family style seafood feast for literally the amount of judges and the caliber of judges that would be at a finale. Yeah. And that's, that's. Quite frankly, this That's was an all-star move. They yeah, would never do this to the Rams. No, not in the first they episode. And this was, I mean, for my own personal taste, this was a dream scenario. Yeah. I mean, the idea of cooking all different types of seafood in this manner, to me, seemed like a delicious, delicious idea. You didn't think now, it was sure. like too much barrier to entry just with the fire? I mean, the grates and the grills. And I mean, they're all sorts, but sure, it, it leaves a lot of room for error. Right, but if which they, they want. If they do well, there will be some delicious, delicious dishes. Should we have our cheese sticks while we're talking about food? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I'm going to crack into my Trader Joe's prosciutto. It's very fine dining over here. Yeah, maybe not. That might be a little bit too messy. What? Being on just going to stuff it in. Yeah, just roll it. You could make there. a roll of this. That yeah. would be very bad together. So here's what, here, let's talk about what, what went down in this said main course. What went down with the fire? Fire and ice, I will call it. Um, well, there was a mad scramble for seafood, sure. which makes me uncomfy. Were they all to race to the table? Yeah, that, that I don't like that. Like I get it. Like you're gonna want you're like, oh, I'm gonna do a scallops, whatever, and you don't get the scallops because Eric like elbows you out of the way and gets scallops. Get it. But like you're already giving them like fire and a beach. They have enough Yeah, to those are always things that I have an but issue with. It didn't seem with. like it actually then matter to me. Yeah, those are there was plenty of good ingredients to work from. Right. Um, you know, they all of those were tasty fishes and, and tasty different morsels. What is a tuna? What did you say? A tuna eye? Yeah, the tuna slammed? eye. It's just the cut. You know, we're like, referring to we're referring to Kevin. So it's the it's it's part of the loin, I believe. Please don't talk to me feel, about eating loins. Yeah, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong about that, but I believe it's a it's Is it really a loin? It, a fish has a loin. Just as a, any other land animal does. No thanks. Um, but I just processed what you said. It's it's just as any land animal does. That is a no thanks for me. I you know again seafood I came to in the middle of my life so far, like sure. in, in college time. So I didn't grow up eating seafood. Oh cheers, I must have been already. Uh, well, they're on the beach. They're cooking. They they prepped and whatever. Precious precious Joe. Mustache Joe, current James Beard Beard Award winner mm -hmm. of Best Facial Hair, The Twist. How much time do you say he does his mustache? That's like a good 20 minutes every morning. I would imagine it's 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Do you think people who are listening beards. to us just on podcasts are going to really like the chewing part? There's been a lot of things. Well, I mean, <laughs> Sorry, this guys. isn't great for video, and this isn't great for radio. You know, it's not great for video, just saying this. Sure, this, this glass of wine. Yes. It's not great people watching me drink it, or maybe you're joining. I think they like it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of like um, communal video chat happy hours going on mm. and, and wine and cheese parties and things. This is the new normal. We're here to escape. We're here to, we're here to get loose and watch other people be outside in groups. So before, sorry, we get to the beach, we have the seafood scramble. And then we have the sweet ass Top Chef Cribs tour. The tour. You know, I don't know a lot about LA, but I, I do know you want to be in the Hollywood Hills. Again, I believe it to be Kevin who said that. It was Kevin, yeah. He probably lives here. <laughs> they all live here. <laughs> That's funny. Um, the house is fine. They're really like acting like it was like, you know, first castle or something. I don't know. I thought it was quite nice. Maybe. It's, oh, it's super nice. I don't mean it's not nice, but I was, they were all like, whoa, whoa. I mean, secretly I was too. And then of course, Malarks was like, bunk beds. <laughs> he loves it. He's such a top I mean, bunk. Even a even the nicest house is not going to have fifteen bedrooms, Marks. Yeah, what is he expecting? What is he? He could sleep by the pool. The fact that, that the just, he could sleep just on the balcony. bunk beds gets you by, and you have eight bedrooms. Do they want That's twin beds nice. shoved them comfortably close to each other? No. Possibly sleep head to toe. They didn't tell us who was rooming with who, though. Give me that tea. 
we're going to see it. We'll slowly learn over the course of the season. Fine. I also love the new version of Angelo, Guru Angelo, the guruiest guru, who's just like peace and love. I feel like we have to move along. We're just, we're, we <laughs> thought we'd have trouble filling time. Yeah, we. Also. So anyway. Anyway. Um, Stephanie, well, this is a non sequitur, but that's something we do. Stephanie Fosho has a tip on her tip, chip on her shoulder about being a private chef. Yes. She brings it up multiple <clears throat> times. Which is interesting. And She's I awesome. A, I didn't have a chance to say this at the time because you mentioned this as we were watching. What the chip? Yeah. Chef and I think she was looking for a lot of famous people, but I can't tell you. A that. lot of times, if a chef can really cook their own food, it's gonna taste better than what you might get at a restaurant where you have to do multiple sittings and night and cook for hundreds of people. Totally. So to me, if you are a chef for somebody of means who really wants something you outstanding, get more freedom and you have you less get more freedom and you can really make down. some amazing, amazing dishes. Yeah, someone's paying you top so dollar. I don't think that it makes me think lesser of her. But she, she has but chip. she I yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying this she has a before when people are saying chill out. To her. Yeah, this is me. me telling her, chill out. Yeah, tell her. Because being a, a personal chef and allowing you to yeah. make your food how you want to is just as rewarding and requires just as much talent I agree. as opening a restaurant. I think she needs to chill it out. Also, she's very good, so get over it. Um, okay. Oh, I also have a new theory, too. Mimi is the audience avatar. She is us. Right. She's like, I like it, I'm here. We also can't believe you're there, but like the way she sees it is the way we would see it or the way we are seeing sure. it. Sure. She's watching with us. She's also just good commentary. She's great. She's like, again, I've said it before, delightful. but she's a delightful personality. She's effervescent. She is effervescent. Yeah. She's like this Alka Seltzer of Top Chef contestants. So we get to the beach. Yes. We're cooking. It seems like it was, they definitely shot on the side. Oh, no, I know when they shot. When did I go on the work backwards? It was like October. November. So when they probably shot that, like probably September. It was hot. Yeah. Maybe August. Yeah, it was hot. Well, it was hot here in September. And yeah, maybe September. The weather. So they're there. They're sweating. The teams are like, I don't know. I don't feel like we're in it enough to like know at a quick glance who's a good team or a bad team. Like we think we know, but it's. I mean, to me, when they introduced the lineup, there was a lot of good chefs. Like um, Brian, Joe, and Liam. That's a legit, seemingly yeah. legit team. Jennifer, Kevin, Nini. Angelo, Karen, Melissa, Gregory, Jamie, Stephanie, Brian, Eric, Lisa. I feel like each team has two good people and like a maybe. Yeah, but at least, right? Yeah, there's at least 10 really strong chefs mm -hmm. and there is at least two really strong chefs on each of these teams. Yes. So all of the teams to me were yeah, there wasn't all good. Like a dud could have been. Or right. like a oh shit yeah. team. They all, could have, they all could have won very easily. They all have basically the same description of their food, which is this is a modern California uh, seafood story with an Asian twist, except Jeffrey's team is, which I thought they were going to get ding for. They seemed like they were planted, planting a ding where they were like, we don't care what each other are making. We're just making our own thing. And that never came up. No, well, at like the end of the day. It was like one of those fake foreshadowing things. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you make a good, if you make good food, it doesn't really matter if you have a cohesive concept. It doesn't matter. It's like, you just yeah. want, if you have a good story in a movie, it's a good movie. It doesn't yeah. matter. If you have a good tasting piece of food, it doesn't matter if you have a cohesive story. Well, I feel like they, they sometimes care they about it. Like, do, but at the end of the day, good food trumps everything. Then we come to Oilgate Oil Gate 2020. Oh, that was like, and they, made, they like took that as like the thing that happened, but it was not great. Did you know that would happen? Yeah, that was an absolutely First hard of all, idea. Would you ever do that? No, why would you think that fish would not stick? Well, but beyond you, that, you pouring oil into no. a burning fire. No. Like, well, and um, who was it that was helping her? Beep, 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 oh, that beep, was our, beep. that was, uh, you know, our boy. Joe? No, Mark, Mark whatever. Where is Leanne? Oh, uh, no, it was Joe. Malarkey was yelling at her, uh, and Joe was helping her by rubbing a rag with oil oh, on sure, the grill sure, sure, for it to be like, flip the fish yeah. to this. She got, she was, it was a she, got, she got, she got cockled. They called, Tom called it a rookie mistake, and it was. And I hate that expression. Yeah, it's rude and mean, but, but he's, dad, he's great. When Dad Tom but gives you a lecture, Dad Tom reminds me of my actual dad, so it's very confusing for me because they do they not slightly look her, the same. Her dad in is a mix, a perfect mix mm -hmm. between Tom Colicchio and J.K. Simmons. And J.K. Simmons. Yeah. If you if they had a love child, yeah, it would be her dad. The way Tom talks is the way my dad. It's yeah. insane. Anyway, Tom not like that. He was like working mistake, but he was like nice about it. Leanne yeah. has been here two times as well. Yeah, I would. I I believe that Tom is a genuinely nice guy. Oh, totally. Yeah, I think he is just a great, nice, fun guy to hang out with. Everyone read his Hollywood Reporter article about the state of the restaurant industry. 
and this new season. Okay, green team came out, they loved it. Red team came out, Leanne is feeling the burn. Feeling the burn. No boys. Yellow team judges lost their minds, they loved it. Again, they misdirected these edits. The blue team, they liked Jen's dish and Kevin's was a disaster. They didn't even say why it was bad. Oh, they said that the fish was hammered. Sure, I wanna go back to the yellow team. Please. Gregory is, you know, he left, he burned out of his season. He burned out. He personally. was winning, winning, he was, winning, winning, he's too winning. Tender. And then when he when it got close, he was like Roger Federer. You guys like tennis? He was like Roger Federer early in his career. He could not close out the Grand Slam. He could not close out a match. He'd be up two sets. You think it's just mindset? Serving not for the skill. match, and I think he choked. Yeah. I think he maybe based on talent alone might be the best chef there. Well, really? But isn't but Eric I, so good? Yeah, or but I think Gregory's better. Mm. And I think that he got in his own head at the end of his season. He and did. Like, and he bur- when he burned out. You're right. Four or five contestants left in his season. All of a sudden, he tanked. He still made it to the finals, but he just was never a true contender. Yeah. And I think he got in his own head. His dish he's... was probably the the most well prepared dish tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I think that he probably won. Watched his season. Sure. So you probably learned. I don't feel like I got a lot of his story, like what he's been doing since. But I feel like he probably had to really reset. Be like, I, one, do I even want to go back? Yes. Right. Oh, because we didn't talk about the press. 250 oh. large friends. Yeah. My guys, they can win a lot of money. This is, you know, they started 12 years ago. $100,000 doesn't get you what it used to. <laughs> Pellegrino's like, how much do I have to give this season? Well, seems like a lot. And then Hidden Valley Ranch is like, we'll do it. We're available. Uh, side note. Again, makes ranch. I don't know. The Hidden Valley lifestyle. Also, the way they make them. Anyway. Okay. Oh, and then they said the Aqua Team, they use the word flawless. Aqua Team, oh. flawless. Okay. 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 But we get to the judging. Jen and Melissa individually called out for top. Who's Jen? Oh, Jen. Why am I brain farting who Jen is? Jen is a uh, Jen. Pinky? No, no, no. Jen is from Love Bernadette. She's the fish, fishstress. All right. I blocked yeah. out the fishstress. So this, Jen this and challenge Melissa was got called out. I know. She, she sort of. Yeah. Yeah. You know what we need to talk about though? What what of those dishes did you want to eat? Because I wanted to eat those okay. mussels with the cream, charred cream. Like what's that? So about? we're we're skipping ahead here. Sorry. Um, in order to answer your question. Thank you. Kevin had a rough time. Yeah. The concept of his dish is the sh- the dish that I wanted to eat the most. Really? Yeah. That's all scared me. So I to me, but again, there was some there was some meat in there. Oh, that's also why. Chorizo um, bacon or something with, like that? Yeah, with the chorizo. So that was the dish that I want to eat the most, but he, he failed with the execution, so now who knows? Once you hammer a fish per Tom, yeah. per my dad, it's not good. Um, so Jen and Melissa got like the separate shout outs, but the yellow team wins. Congrats, yellow team. That would be a hard thing for us if we were doing those points because it'd be like, they all won, but then he actually won. Oh, we had we had points built for that. Like yeah, team we, wins, you get some points, but you're the person that wins. Winner, yeah. Who won? Oh, so Gregory won. I mean, oh. that, that could have been, uh, I call him Steven. <laughs> Dave goes, they go, and the winner, and I'm like, who? And Dave goes, it's uh, Steven. And I'm like, there is no Steven. He's like, do you mean, she's like, you mean Stephanie? I don't know what you meant. Yeah, and I was like, no, it's definitely not Stephanie because Steven's a boy. Steven, all yeah. genders over. Yeah, well, it turns out it's Gregory. Well, you're not surprised. No, not at all. And, and I, you want to eat that dish? No. What was the dish? It was salmon. Um, he had a, a sweet and spicy sort of sauce going on, which which sort of goes back to what he did so well on his first season. Yeah, balance. And um, he balances flavors. different yeah. bold, big flavors, um, and it's not necessarily something I would gravitate to. You don't like salmon that much. Not, like and, you're not going to order yeah, a salmon. Salmon is not my favorite fish, but I I do want to eat his food, and I did think, like I said, that it was the best. Yeah. Well cooked dish and well conceived, and so I. Charred salmon. Said, Wait a minute, charred. He burned his fish. What's up with that? No, Tom Justice said it for Leanne. was just as poorly in. Tom said it was the most perfect that you could cook salmon. He said that. Maybe he and Malarkey can go into business together. <laughs> Wood fire guys. Yeah. Fire. Hey, fire. How guys? I mean, talk about the uh, yin and yang. Yin and yang. And, uh, talk about the fringed black leather jacket he wears in his interviews. Cheers to you, bud. I would like to have that jacket. He had that. He had that jacket, I believe, in his original season as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna need him like a vest. Uh, charred salmon with grilled peaches and roasted chili dressing. 
I don't think that's what he called it, but yes, that sounds good. No, that sounds. I'm here for peaches. Close, yeah, that that close enough matches the description that he gave. Uh, side note: Suzanne Goyne said nothing once the whole time. Oh, she said one thing. She said I would eat that for lunch every day. She smiled a lot though and gave a lot of a lot of agreement nods. Marcus Samuelson was high. I will also <laughs> say this about Marcus Samuelson: they treat him as if he's royalty. I know. I know. He like he thought our child was cute. He did think our child is cute, but I also think he's a bit of a dud when it comes to his actual chefing talents. Oh. Yeah. Certainly the third degree burn from you. First of all, his his restaurants are widely available at airports across the country. Well that so if you want to make Dave lose all respect for you and you're a chef, open an airport restaurant. Yeah, just just try it. It's gone. Or be the Wolfgang Puck who has like unless you're Shake Shack. Unless unless you're Shake Shack. Jane Meyer. Yeah. But the, the Marcus Samuelson, what's Red Hen or Red Rooster? Red Rooster. Red Rooster. He also just didn't have a good time. That I'd just, say. He was very stressed. He was eating food. Yeah, sure. But I would say the food, small. on a scale of one to 10, it was about a four. Nice. The average restaurant in New York is probably a seven. Quick side note. Did you know, you guys, that Dave grew up uh, and he didn't like the food that his family would cook because it wasn't fancy enough? So he made his mom go to a separate supermarket and get him fancier things and better food? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, I feel like we need to. And then I got a budget when I when I got my own my own license and can shop myself. I feel like our producer, shout out to our producer, is going to be like, yeah. But I'll just be like, oh, I didn't get your email. Sorry. Yeah, we don't. We, don't know. we know her. Did you text us? No. Okay. Um, winner Gregory. Now we get to sad times, loser city, the loser corner. Wow. Uh, what well, we actually, I realize we have a structure. The loser is called the dangerous dessert course, elimination time. What you got? Um, so this was actually shocking to me and it this was made me quite sad. You know what? I'm going to take mine back. Did you see the flatbread? It looked nasty. Yeah, it looked terrible. So it was not shocking. It was shocking in the sense It was shocking that, in a vacuum. Yes, in a vacuum. If you would have asked bread. me where, how well I thought Joe would perform over the course of the season, you very far I would have put him, yeah. you know, in the that top was, You're right. That was a shocking tier. first person. He was, he's one of the top five chefs, I believe. Out of the fifteen, really? He he's excellent, and and he he's, over he but he bites up more than he can chew. He's a bit of an Angelo. He's yeah. a little bit high and low, yeah. but his best is transcendent. And nice word. And what he, he blew did, into the quick fire though too, because he, he bit off more than he could chew. Yeah. He's like, I'm here to win. He's got too much to prove when he already is good. Right. right? So he's he he definitely yes he maybe he's not tailor made for a show like this. Let me tell you but what he's he very did. talented. And I can't believe he went home first. Come on, it's embarrassing. It's not even embarrassing. Like, not to be shitty, but like, Lisa. Like, and because I love, I do, when he is cooking well, I love his type of food because he's just like Italian, homemade Dave's dream is tortellini and brodo in any capacity, in any form like that. Here, let me just quickly read you what he, what he wrote. Nope. What he made and then decided this is the thing you want to eat. Sesame (laughs) and semolina flatbread. I'm in. So far, so good. Okay. I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking. With clams. Okay. Sliding around on bread, fried garlic, yes, sea urchin, just instantly. No, thank you. Pickled peppers and miso par mi, mi, miso parmesan <laughs> miso parmesan aioli, miso parmesan aioli. And let's be very clear, this isn't like ingredients where they list most of them, the least of them. If you were doing that, it would be miso parmesan aioli. <laughs> Underneath it is a slab of flatbread, and on top of, of it is some like wet clam sliding. Over. Yeah. Just even when we saw it, I was I like, mean, what was my, the other one when we saw it that I was like, oh, no. oh, Brian's. I was like, that oh, does not the, look the, nice. The double doozy. Mm-hmm. The whole team failed. Yeah, I thought I was a little bit worried that Brian was sending Joe down a path where he's going to be too safe and too simple. Wait, you why know? would Brian send Joe? Oh, there's two Brian's. It's yeah. very confusing. Yeah. I meant Voltaggio's dish. Sorry, but. Who's yeah. this guy? Isn't Malarkey's first name Brian? Oh, yeah, yeah. block that out. I was worried that it was going to be a little bit too much of like a simple, easy, just a flapper with a couple of clams. Now, but back it's in Joe. New York, you go to Connecticut and you get that New Haven pizza. Oh, that was, that was delicious. One of the best things you'll ever eat. And so <sighs> I, I thought they were going to set that up as a thing he shouldn't do. And I'm saying, no, go for it. That's going to be amazing. That's like delicious. Um, I just realized just for fun, I don't actually know when we're supposed to stop talking. That's fine. I'm just going to keep going. At this point, we have editors, right? Seemingly. If not, uh, we'll do it. Brie, when we're supposed to stop talking, just tell us. But we'll just keep going. Uh, okay. So do you think that there was a winner, Jeffrey, and there was a loser, Joe? Very sad. 
Yeah. Also, just like quick <laughs> shout out to whoever thought it was a great idea for his sad walk to be on a beach. So he had to walk like so a far. Mile. So, like in the kitchen, you just leave the doors. And then they like not only made him walk like through a parking lot, like still there to the Santa Monica Pier. Still see you. Yeah. And then he has to like come back and shoot the pickups where he's like putting his sad knives back at like an empty sad table. And it was like clearly three hours later. Just let me lose gracefully. Ugh, that sucks. Do you think he unpacked at the house? Oh. Did he have to pack? He's like, he's not an unpacker. He's a guy that just jumps out of bed. Yeah. Like his stuff is just shoved into a duffel. Yeah. But he has his mustache kit in there. Oh no. So we were going to have a segment. This is actually the least beardy season. Yeah, I, I started to say that. Yeah. We were, we're going to have a segment called the, I mentioned it, the James Beard Beard Award, and we lost our only I facial hair. I Kevin by default. Oh. I mean, it was Joe and Kevin's left. So now it's. This was very weird that no one else has beards. That was also a sort of a trend like two years ago. Yeah. It was so. This is my. Yeah, this. No, no. You're fine. I'm just saying chefs and baseball players having those beards that was two years ago. Sure, or Apocalypse Hobo Chic. That's my gag. Also, did I mention we love the Mets? Not secular. Okay, who then do you think was the actual winner? Is there a winner besides Jeffrey, someone who you thought won the episode? That's a good question. I mean- I just always damn everything that Karen does. So I think that she did a good job. Look, but she didn't, again, she's not getting the edit where she really stands out. Everything well, is good. Well, I think good. the winner is Melissa. It's solid. Unless you don't want her to be outed as your darkness. Yeah, I mean, I think Stephanie did well. Because we yeah, talked about the chip on her shoulder. Yeah. And she was, uh, clearly the yellow team deserved to win. Yeah. Um, Jamie, I think, is a bit of a dark horse. Um, he yeah, gets a would little you like bit, Jamie? Yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot to also say, on the bottom with him was Leanne. Sure. With Joe and Leanne. And I think this is a great Top Chef lesson is, Knowing your mistake is going to keep you safer than not knowing your mistake. Leanne knew her mistake. Yeah. Joe didn't know. The thing and that comes up if you have that in front of Tom, you, right. he's like, "You don't know, you're out." Yeah. If you if you she fight, was like, "Oh, did it? I burn the fish." Yeah. If you, if you fight, if you get defensive, wow. that will be. Who was it? That was Jen. Oh yeah. yeah. That was rude. Yeah. So also, quick side note: this will come up multiple times. Um, who was it that went home? Oh, Stephanie. Just quick deep dish, deep dish back into why Stephanie also might be coming in with some baggage because she went home because of Nicholas. Nicholas had immunity. Nicholas on season whatever, yeah, so this, Vegas? Yeah, I think it was Vegas. And this is this is the biggest fight we've had as a couple. Yeah. You know, we've been married for nearly five years. We've been together I mean, for nearly eight yeah. years. Mm-hmm. I think this was our biggest fight. Dave thought it was fine that Nicholas, who had immunity, and literally blew the challenge, let Stephanie go home. Opposite side of that is Jamie, who had immunity, gave up his immunity gave and went up. home. Yeah. <gasps> Love connection, gave up community. So if Nicholas they is give out immunity so that you can use immunity. If- yeah. yeah, but he egregiously erred and let someone else just. We'll talk about this again. I know that we're running short on time and I'd actually like to dedicate a segment oh. to my arguments. And then to Anne's counter arguments. Okay. And then we're going to let everyone. Real quick. Um, we already talked about this. The tastiest morsels. Which judge or chef testing gave the best one-liner? I would do a tie of, did you mean your temper to be this chewy? And I've got people for that. Those are pretty good. Those yeah, pretty so good that, that, was, that was Kevin, who, who doesn't really, that, that's not what I expected of him. My favorite one-liner was you going, when I said, who won? You said, um, Stephen. <laughs> that was my favorite one-liner. And then Dirty Martini's News and Gossip. Well, the gossip is I know some stuff. I'll never tell. We, news? We, we can't. We're under the NDA. The news is that the restaurant I actually is in the know. actual garbage dump. And it's interesting watching this show and then being in the situation we're all in right now. Hopefully we, can, hopefully we can all save some money and then go splurge on restaurants when they reopen. Well, you're supposed to buy gift certificates. Yeah, that doesn't go to the workers, though. So it's uh, It doesn't? Well, I mean, not, theoretically, not necessarily. Last thing, before I remind you to subscribe to our channel, give our video a thumbs up, give us five stars, comment on iTunes, enjoy. We're sorry we chewed cheese sticks in the middle of this. Was really quick, the flavor of next week, aka what are we cooking next week? What do you what do you think, what do we see in the pre, in the next time on? So what I like to they see. they do a season one. They oh, did this do was a season, season one. They okay. did do a season, so they didn't do, they left us with a cliffhanger. Oh, right. We're getting right into our next elimination challenge. Brian Voltaggio needs some aloe vera and a break. Okay, he is tie-tie and too red. So, yeah, so we want to see one, if 
Brian Valtaggio can fight through the thunder. It's crisp. <laughs> it's not good. Which I know is hard. The fish was burned, but you know it was more burned? Brian Valtaggio. Because, you know, if, if I'm sunburned, that means I've had a good day at the beach, which I don't actually like. He, he I hates want, sand. I want chip in Los dip. Angeles. I don't want to be cooking in front of a hot fire. Yes. Um, do you think they're really going to make them go straight to another elimination challenge? I do, that and sucks. I think that they should. So the whole episode is an elimination challenge? Probably. There's no quick fire. Probably not. But it's probably individuals, not another team or, thing. No, I think at this point they're individuals. Yes. What I, but, but what I like to see is I, I want to see consistency. What do you mean? So I, I want, I will be able to make my decisions ah. about how well I think people well, are going to perform. That might not be given to you, my love. Based on how people perform after the second week, not after the first week. I know. So usually we draft now. Well, you know, think you know of too it, much. Yeah, think of it as like the the um, tryouts on like The Voice or American Idol. Yes. Where they bring their best well, right. for that. And then but this was under when they're, duress. Though. This was. So their this best is, is not to be cooked on an open so fire on the beach. But, but also, yes. it's not fair to judge somebody on their ability to work in extreme circumstances if i i know that's, that's usually in the middle of the season i always want to know who the best chef is the person whose yeah. food i want to eat the yeah. most and giving them an extreme challenge where to see whether or not they can handle it doesn't tell me whether or not i want to eat their food more than everyone else's so i, I want to eat their food than i did a regular challenge that lets them really cook before i can decide who i think is going to we're getting the hook we've been told to wrap it up but that is that is sort of the end <laughs> Next week, I think they're going to build up Malarkey more as the Malarkey. I love wine. Build up Malarkey more as a villain. Yeah. Our um, three-year-old daughter is looking forward to that. <laughs> she was into the show. We had to bribe her. Yeah. She was into it. Oh, oh, I forgot our whole segment. We were going to do a whole segment with cupcakes, each representing one of the teams, and we were going to eat them, but sugar's not good for you in a lower community. So. It's wine or sugar. Oh, it's it's not both. Anyway, we really appreciate all 10 of you watching us. <laughs> We're growing yeah, we a fan base. I know we're growing a fan base and we appreciate you guys being along for the ride. Subscribe to the channel. Go after Buzz TV. Uh-uh-uh-uh. Uh-uh. Love you guys. See you next time. Thanks, everyone. Eat well. Since we're all cooking. Stay safe. Everyone's a top chef now, guys. Oh yeah. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm at Annabelle 8 on Instagram. A-N-N-A-B-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E, Annabelle 8. This is an eight in Roman numeral on Instagram. Dave's Instagram handle, not, because he does not have one. So get at us through Annabelle Aiden If it's Instagram. an emergency and you need to get me, at Annabelle Aiden on Instagram. And Annabelle Walsh She knows Twitter. where to find me. That's us. Bye, guys.